Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome in. It's Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota, Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. And ladies and gentlemen, if you are fired up for opening day, Prepare yourself for a deep dive with Derek Gould. This was a, a tradition that we started on my podcast, The Tim McKernan Show, um, years ago. The podcast started in 2017, and Derek and I would have postseason deep dives, and uh, then before the season would start, deep dives. Uh, and so we'll have a long-form conversation with Derek Gould coming up at 10.30. If you have questions that you want to make sure you hear us discuss, uh, don't hesitate to send those requests to be asked into the show, 314-399-9646. It's the Air Comfort Service text line. Derek going to be with us coming up at 10.30, uh, following an update, I would imagine, on the Lakers or, or the Clippers. Jackson, um, we're, we're also giving, well, we're just giving away money. Is that what we're doing today? Basically, yeah. $50 gift card to Ballpark Village. That's right. To celebrate opening day, 101 ESPN is giving you the chance to score a $50 gift card to Ballpark Village. The Cardinals home opener is tomorrow afternoon, and you can join in on the fun at Ballpark Village. Use your gift card at Bally Sports Live, Budweiser Brewhouse, Sports and Social, or any venue inside Ballpark Village. Text the Air Comfort Service text line at 314 314- Three nine 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 six four six for your chance to win that fifty dollar ballpark gift card. So that is what we are giving away, Jackson. You will have unilateral power to decide who gets fifty dollars today. This is a big moment for you. I would describe you as omnipotent. Yeah, you know it's uh, it's a big responsibility, but I'm uh, happy to wield that responsibility and do it uh, responsibly. Wow, well said. Let's use that for a promo. Lisa wants to know, uh, hold on a second. Did she just win? Did she? I see a text from 101 ESPN to Lisa. It says, Lisa, you won. Uh, that was for the opening drive. Oh, so she's already, because I'm like, did you <laughs> <laughs> just, with Lisa being, I think, the only person who has ever paid a compliment to this show did you just see lisa text in and go that's enough for me she wins the 50 dollars." that's what i thought i might have seen and she got it at 1002 no no i um i would love to do that but i feel it is uh, better to do it at the end of the show uh to to preserve again i wield this responsibility and I do it responsibly um well said but lisa got it for the opening drive so congratulations got to lisa it. she earned it because she's a gem uh, she is. She's asking if we're at Ballpark Village tomorrow. We are not. I am coming back from uh, South Florida, and so we are off tomorrow. And uh, BK and Ferrari will be doing 
10 to 11 from Ballpark Village, along with the opening drive and along with the fast lane. And we'll, we will be back on on Friday. Uh, so that is uh, the rundown of the festivities as we head back from uh, from Jupiter, Florida. And uh, we'll be back. I will be back in studio for TMA and for Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on friday so there it is send your texts in 314-399-9646 and jackson will give somebody a 50 dollars gift card uh how about this jackson the nba is awesome keep those updates happening that's from the 314 see false like you know when you kind of telegraph a a very fake uh compliment of me or or this presentation that's not going to get you the win uh i this is of course honesty in media so give your honest opinion I don't feel oh, okay. I and it's tough to tell context via text, but I felt like that was uh, not real, disingenuous, and that's not what we stand for. Our two pillars are no kink shaming and honesty in media. That's correct. Yeah, and we're also pro liberty. Pro liberty. I think some free. people might think you're not for liberty because you censor Stephen Wildwood's mic drops, and I've been, become a little suspicious of it as well. But I know that we don't kink shame on this show. I feel like other sports talk stations and other markets go out of their way to kink shame listeners. Yeah. But this one doesn't. Right. And then also they might not be for like liberty and stuff. But we really like liberty and stuff on Balloon Party. So think about that when you text in 314-399-9646. Guys, I think Jackson's yellow diaper is cool. That's from the 636. I think that person should get $50 to Ballpark Village right there. No, that guy owes me $50. That's what he does. (laughs) You owe me 50 bucks now. Uh, All right. Taking my wife of 36 years to the brew house for opening day. It's her first opening day since she's on spring break. Would love the $50 gift card to surprise her. That's from the 314. And and honestly, I hope that story is true, and I hope you and your wife of 36 oh, years. Oh, Jackson is going to turn <laughs> really? his no. head up at what looked to be a sincere story of beautiful emotion, and it sounds like it's not going to get the fifty dollars. Right, and I like I, I want I want to say that I hope it's true, and I hope you have a lovely time. But everyone's got a story, and I don't necessarily need uh, your sob story on why this gift card would be so important to you. That's not going to win it for you. Just okay, being honest, because this is All honesty right. and media, pro liberty, no kink shaming, and honesty Correct. and media are the three pillars. And uh, yeah, like I said, everybody's got a story, so. All right. Well, Jackson still has not given this thing out yet. 314-399-9646. All right, Jackson. uh, Derek Gould, 1030. Looking forward to it. I don't know if I'm going to see if I can keep him for two segments, but uh, I know I didn't bring that up until literally right now on the air. But I love having these deep dive conversations with him on the Cardinals. We get... uh, we get into the weeds, so uh, I'd like to do that. But either way, that's coming up at 1030. What, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, and I'll ask the audience this. You get a, you, you, know, you will have this opportunity because you're on the program and have a microphone right in front of you. But if you had a chance to ask the Cardinal beat writer one question on the eve of uh, 2023 season, which the Cardinals are expected to win the National League Central, but – there is certainly a pressure from the fan base to go and finally win a playoff series uh, for the first time since 2019. What would be the question you would ask, Jackson? The question I would ask is, what would be, uh, from both the front office and uh, the manager's office, what would be the sense of urgency if 
the pitching rotation proves to be ineffective and is holding back uh, what would be hopefully a very good offense, what would be the sense of urgency to go get a new piece or uh, address that issue? What would be that sense of urgency? I like that. that. That actually comes, in a sense, from the theme that I'm going with. What is the overall sense of urgency for the franchise? Right. Because the, the way the franchise puts it has been to the postseason four straight years. This isn't anything against going to the postseason in 2020, but I would imagine, well, I know this actually, for example, reading in the Los Angeles Times, Bill Plaschke, the World Series champion Dodgers of 2020, it's viewed as having an asterisk. It's nothing against the Dodgers. It just, you know, that was a different kind of year. The Cardinals did go to the postseason that year, different kind of year. 2019, they were there. 2021, they were there for a game. So they were there for four hours and then uh, didn't uh, win a game in, in 2022, despite a great year but didn't win in that best of three series. And I'm curious with this being the end of the Wainwright era, realistically, just from a math standpoint, even though he's coming off an MVP season, Paul Goldschmidt is not going to be playing for the Cardinals in five years. Um, Nolan Arnato probably will be. But my point is, even though we just closed a chapter with Yadier Molina and Albert Pujols, as weird as it is, another chapter for sure is closing with Adam Wainwright, and it's not like the Goldschmidt chapter has a decade left in it. We had a very fortunate run from, if you want to start it, in either the late 90s when Renneria came over, 2000 with Kyle and Edmonds, of these players having this long run, which really isn't commonplace in Major League Baseball. And so I think the sense might be false in that, these runs go on forever. And in reality, what Goldschmidt did last year goes against the data of how a player would perform at that age, the way that he had an MVP season. So my point being, what is the urgency? And do they necessarily feel like they have to have it when they have two prospects in the form of Walker and Wynn who are 20 years old? And is it just the same mindset or are they going to start to alter that mindset as Derek Gould wrote about in talking with John Mazalak in the piece for the Post-Dispatch's preview for the upcoming season? So that'll be a focal point of our conversation coming up at 1030. So uh, Action Jackson, I know you have prepared a smorgasbord here with the Wednesday chatter a Piddles joint (laughs) that is coming up. Derek Gould is coming up. And we are giving away $50 to gift uh, to Ballpark Village in the form of a gift card for the text. I would call it the best text of the day. But, Jackson, that's not necessarily the direction you're going to go. Just the one that I guess catches your eye and and you're going to award it at the end of today's presentation. Yeah. You know, I like creativity. I like honesty. Um you know, good reactions, maybe a good callback. There's so many things in there. But like I said, your your stories, those can those can wait. All right. So those are the parameters and the captain's log for today's edition of Balloon Party. Off tomorrow, back on Friday, 101 ESPN broadcasting live from Ballpark Village from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. tomorrow. BK and Ferrario Phillips. 
coming in for $150 to Ballpark Village by sending in your text to the Air Comfort Service text line 314-399-9646. Coming up in the next segment, the Wednesday Chatter, a Piddles joint, 1030. Derek Gould for a deep dive on the upcoming Cardinal season. Your questions are welcome to send in and your comments as well. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Balloon Party 101 ESPN. Driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota. Happy birthday to Jamie Burkhardt, general manager Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota, one of the best in the business. StLouisAcura.com and AltonToyota.com. Derek Gould going to join us coming up at 1030 on the show. And uh, we are taking the best text per Jackson's discretion here for a $50 gift certificate to uh, to Ballpark Village. And Jackson, I mean, I feel like a lot of people are just sending compliments in to you. And, and it's exciting to see this kind of support. Yeah, it's nice. I like this text. I'm happy you guys won't be on tomorrow, so you won't ruin my experience to the opening day broadcast. Thanks, guys. So that 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 right there to me, he posted a low number. Conditions are going to be rough this afternoon. That score could hold up, and that could claim a fifty dollar gift certificate to Ballpark Village. Yeah, I just I I, uh, I don't know. I just kind of like that. I don't know necessarily why. That's why it's tough to like give up like a rubric for these texts of the days because I don't a rubric. Uh, yeah, I just I don't I don't know what's gonna tickle my fancy on a day to day basis. How about this one from Newman Tuck Pointing? <laughs> uh, I pretend to like the show only because I don't have anything to do at ten o'clock in the morning. LOL, just joking. You guys have a nice ebb and flow on ideas and takes. I'm an elder millennial. What's an elder millennial, Jackson? What age would that be? Thirty five? I was gonna say like thirty seven or thirty eight, maybe. Okay. All right. I'm an elder millennial, so I tend to agree with just as many as I disagree with which is good for my curiosity level for the next segment. Keep it up, guys. That's from Newman Tuck Pointing. What about Newman Tuck Pointing? I like that story from Newman. Newman. Oh, so Newman Tuck Pointing is live. Sure, sure. Anyone okay. is really. I mean, so much is coming in. I have so much to, to look at and, and assess. All right, fair enough. Well, you'll be able to do that when I'm talking it over with Derek Gould at 1030. But right now, you are on the microphone with, what is this called? Uh, this is called Wednesday Chatter, a Piddles Joint. Nice. Yeah, thanks. All right, let's kick it off. This might be crazy to think about, but tomorrow will be the first opening day in my memory as a Cardinal fan where Yadier Molina won't be the starting catcher or at least on the roster. I think I don't I'm, think anybody's thinking about your memory, so I, I think I think the question is already really just warm garbage. If this this is such a this is a question I would ask. It's incredibly narcissistic. It's it's the world revolves around me, a piddles joint, and. <laughs> And and so while I think the audience clearly loves us, uh, I feel like that was a was a, was a narcissist fest with yeah. that. It, it's hard to believe, but in my memory, this is the the first time Yadier Molina won't be behind the plate on opening day. Well, I disagree because think about I'm 25 years old. Think right. about all the people who are 25 and younger. All we've known is Yadier Molina behind the plate. For the Cardinals. But based on what I read in the text inbox, I don't know if anybody 25 or younger listens to this show. No, 35 or younger. Um, but uh, regardless, I think it's an interesting thing to note. And, okay, uh, fair enough. 
Uh, I think a lot of fans haven't yet come to terms with the fact that Yadi won't be on the team anymore and will be forced to on Thursday. It'll be a quick, harsh reality check. What do you think fans can expect out of Wilson Contreras? Do you think it'll be exciting to get real offensive production out of a position that was much more defensive and leadership over the past decade and a half? And how about defensively? His pop-up time is sneaky great, but how do you think he will call the game and manage the pitchers? That's an intriguing part of it. That last part right there, because what people understandably do, because you don't get a chance if you're watching baseball nationally to watch every Cardinal game or every Mariners or Braves or Marlins game, and God help you if you have to, uh, that you just you, you look at stats, and the stats that you look at usually aren't going to be how a pitcher performed with who was behind the plate. But that was an element with Yadier Molina that was so huge, well beyond uh, you know pitchers uh, holding runners on and Molina gunning them down at second base if they attempted to steal, and then the offensive numbers that, that declined. So with that all said, uh, I think in the short term, Wilson Contreras is going to be beloved in St. Louis. I think he plays with a fire that St. Louis sports fans, and I think sports fans in general, but I think in particular St. Louis sports fans love to see fire. And I think he really has, I don't know if he's gone out of his way because then it would seem like it's not genuine. I do think it's genuine. Uh, Has gone out of his way, though, to point out how excited he is to be a Cardinal. And uh, you're going to see fire from him that I think Cardinal fans are really going to love. Now, I am of the opinion that by the end of the contract, I don't think Cardinal fans are going to feel like it was a great contract. But in the short term, I think the Cardinal fans are going to love the guy. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, I think it's going to be cool to see, like, oh, the catcher's up. It might not just be like, you know, as much as I love Yadier Molina and what he's done for the Cardinals organization, he wasn't a great offensive player outside of a year or two. So I think it's going to be really cool to see some offensive production uh, out of that role. And I think that defensively he's sneaky, but I just hope that he plays a lot at the catching role. All right, next question. I think we both agree that Mason Wynn is very close to being MLB ready, as his glove is certainly big league caliber. Two He'd questions. be on a major league roster with 20 teams right now, I think. Agreed. Two questions. At least. Two questions. Actually, technically three questions. Uh, do you think their confidence in Wynn is the main reason they didn't seriously pursue a shortstop this offseason? Did his performance in spring training confirm that? And then the second slash third question, what will he need to do in Memphis to get called up and what will need to happen with the big league roster to see Wynn make an appearance this season in St. Louis? I want to pull you aside and kind of treat treat you like Matthew McConaughey or was it Matt Damon was treated by John Voight in – was that – oh, there was a time to kill and there was the Rainmaker – Damon Kevin was in the Rainmaker. Spacing. Kevin Spacey was the defense counsel in one. And I think he was John defense Voight. Counsel. Either way, it was condescending, and that's my specialty. So let me let me let me go back on these questions here. Question number one was what? Uh, do you think their confidence in win is the main reason they didn't seriously pursue a shortstop this offseason? And then question number two was what? Did his performance in spring training confirm their confidence? Uh, I, I don't believe that's how it was phrased. And I can have the court reporter replay what you read to me when you opened up part two of this Piddles joint. Well, it might not have been exactly how it was worded. I, 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 it's, a, it's a yes or no question. It's a yes or no question. <laughs> 
No, I changed up the wording. You did because you realized that it was poorly worded and you knew you were about to get schooled. And the reason I point this out, oh, it's awful. And I'm stunned. I'm stunned, Candace. This is HD2 crap. That's what I call this. <laughs> when we have our post-show meeting, right. I say this is this is fine from 7 to 10. But when we have to swim at the deep end of the pool from 10 to 11, let's yep. word the questions properly. I point this out, Your Honor. And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, is because if I were to answer no to the question one, question two would be absolutely irrelevant. And that is why I have a problem with section of Piddle's join. Hello? <laughs> Sorry, there, you were kind of breaking up there because the take was so hot, and I didn't know if you disconnected yeah. for a second. I went into a yeah. media panic. The, the, the take's so scalding <laughs> that the wireless went down. Uh, so do I think that's the reason? I The Cardinal offseason of 2022-2023, to me, is something that, and it really might only be to me, is something that I, for the life of me, am confused by. But it's the third time in the last four off seasons that I am saying I'm confused by a Cardinal off season. The difference on this off season is that the president of baseball operations on his own said they're going to increase payroll. And I still don't think it was a coincidence that he said that 48 hours after flying to meet with the Nolan Arenado to discuss whether or Nolan Arenado would opt out. So how and why am I tying it back to this series of questions that you asked? I don't know what they were necessarily thinking with talking about increasing payroll when they kind of didn't. My theories have been uh, stated on this program, but I shall restate them right here. And my theory, number one, is they did plan on increasing payroll because I don't think that John Mazalak would say that if they didn't. I just don't think that's who he is. I know a lot of people may not like him or the tone he takes, but I do not think he is just out there lying to people at all. And so perhaps the market shifted or they were just in a spot where uh, the situation with the $70 million revenue stream that they received from their television deal realized that was going to be up in the air and they decided to call an audible on their offseason spending. Now, that does not necessarily mean they were going to go all in on Trey Turner and then all of a sudden the market went crazier, the Bally's deal scared them off. Uh, I would say, Jackson, that their confidence level in Mason Wynn is indeed high. The spring he had only would increase that uh, if it was what they were feeling going into it. But I don't understand how you can have this kind of off-season commitment to increasing the spend and then having this many question marks in your starting rotation. That's the part that I don't understand outside mm -hmm. of, okay, hopefully we have a surplus in the outfield and in the middle infield, and that will allow us to trade for a starting pitcher because there are so many free agent starting pitchers after 2023. That's all I got for you. That's all I got for you. All right. Fair enough. Um, but would you think, like, my question of, like, do you, we, there were so many shortstops out there to get this uh, this year. Do you think having Mason win is the reason that, you know, because that's obviously an opportunity where they could have increased spending but didn't. And do you think Wynn is the reason why they went didn't go after a shortstop? That doesn't obviously explain the pitching situation, but it could explain the shortstop situation. Sure. I think that the Cardinals' priority this offseason, number one, was catcher. 
And I don't necessarily believe that they were thinking Wilson Contreras initially. That's why I draw the parallel with Dexter Fowler. Mm -hmm. Uh, I suppose as much as one can say they know without being in the room, I know, uh, again, based on conversations with two different people that I would consider close to the situation, that the Cardinals were not planning on signing Dexter Fowler following the 2016 season. The focal point was... Adam Eaton. Now you might go, well, Adam Eaton didn't wind up being much either, but I'm just telling you that's where their interest was. Just like before he became an MVP, Christian Yelich was who the Cardinals were really interested with the Brewers, but since Stanton didn't want to come here and the Bre- the Marlins weren't making Yelich available, they wound up with Ozuna and his neon sleeve. And so this time around, I think what the Cardinals' interest was with Sean Murphy at mm-hmm. the time with the A's, and then they would have used those dollars to go out, and maybe it would be a shortstop, maybe it would be a pitcher. I'm not sure because they would probably have been trading one of the outfielders or middle infielders in order to get Murphy. So I feel like when the A's asking price was super high, it may have led to the Cardinals calling an audible on their plan and going, okay, crap, just like in 2016, we're going to go sign a former Cub because we can't afford to go into our offseason without the catcher question mark answered. And so that, to me, was the domino. Now, without question, you know you have a hell of a net with Mason Wynn. And I would say, even if they were questioning how great he could be, his performance at spring training would only enhance that. So if your question is, does his presence explain why they didn't go after a shortstop? It could. It absolutely could. No question that it could. But I don't necessarily think the way the Cardinal offseason played out is what they were expecting to have happen. Because it's my opinion that their plan was to trade for a catcher. And if they would have done that, then the dollars that they allocated for Contreras would have had to have gone somewhere else. And so my question, and why I'd like a 30 for 30 on the 2022-2023 offseason, had they been able to acquire Murphy via trade, who would they have spent those dollars on? And honestly, I have no idea. We can all guess all day long, but it didn't happen, so we don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I think that's a, a very fair question. And you know what? I really like that take, Tim. I'm I, you know, I'm giving that high. Praise. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm a big fan of that take. Okay, well that's that's fun. I feel like all of a sudden we're bonding out here today. Yeah. This is fun. This is fun to experience male bonding on uh, on HD one. And I've gone so long that now it's already uh, nine uh, ten twenty nine, and uh, we've got a break because we have our deep dive with Derek Gould coming up. Your questions, your comments for our deep dive with the beat writer for the Cardinals for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch and STLToday.com. Please feel free to send them in. Plus, coming up at the end of the program, Jackson unilaterally will be giving away $50 uh, gift card to Ballpark Village, uh, where 101 ESPN will be broadcasting all day long tomorrow for opening day. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganas, St. Louis Acura on 101 ESPN. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. 
Welcome back. This is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. Tim McKernan and Action Jackson with you until the top. And it is our pleasure to welcome to the program on the eve of the Cardinal Opening Day festivities against the Blue Jays, ladies and gentlemen, from the St. Louis Post. L today, Cardinal beat writer Derek Gould. Morning, Derek. Good morning, Tim. How are you today? I am wonderful. I always love when you're on the program deep diving, and I enjoy a good deep <laughs> dive. So let, let's go deep diving together. And one of the questions that I am I'm curious to get your perspective on, because I don't know who would be uh, better in the know on this, is something that your, your cohort at the Post-Dispatch, Ben Fredrickson, has been writing about really for, for a few years. You talked about it in this uh, past weekend's uh, St. Louis Post-Dispatch Cardinal uh, season preview with uh, the price of poker and the way teams mm-hmm. in the National League are not waiting for the Cardinals to catch up, which is a major recommended a recommended read for our audience. Is does the Cardinal organization feel urgency that I get the sense a healthy percentage of the fans feel for this team to go past just getting into the playoffs and actually making some noise? Yeah, it's an interesting. It's an interesting question because, like, awareness is not the same as urgency, right? That's, yeah. That's, like awareness, yes. Urgency, um, that's not manifested, and sometimes you get pushback from the organization when you describe that, um, in part because they see urgency as a knee-jerk reaction that doesn't fit the business model and could cost them later. You know, for example, like I think I think urgency for fans, Tim, would be go out and sign one of the shortstops over the past few years, right? They passed on two of the best free agent shortstop classes ever, maybe maybe the two best ever. Yeah. Um, you know, the bill the billion dollar shortstop class, and so fans would be like, hey, you know, look, there is a there are game changing super talents available. The Cardinals are an attractive place for some of those players to go. Why are you not involved at all? That That is a lack of urgency. Well, But it's not a lack of an awareness because they see Mason Wynn coming. And they're like, well, you make this move to you know this time to be urgent and address a need for 2022 or 2023. Or not a need, but upgrade a position, for example. But then... What do you do with that position when Mason Wynn is ready? And so I think, you know, it's really a contrast, right? And I find it fascinating because, you know, we we talked a lot about it this spring, um, both Cardinal executives and writers and stuff like that, about like this notion that fans are are really restless with where's the pennant, where's the success in the postseason. Um, you know, Adam Wainwright brought it up. I asked him, I was like, oh, wait, are you guys, you guys talk as if you're underdogs. When did that happen? And he said, well, we haven't done, you know, ourselves any favors winning one out of the last 10 playoff games. You know, you don't show success in October, and all of a sudden the league starts to overlook you real quick, and that's not any measure of payroll or anything. But this notion that, like, um, the fans are restless, but fans have a lifetime to root for a team. Whereas the executives go, hey, let's be a little patient, and they have three-year contracts. And that contrast Mm -hmm. 
is very fascinating, right? Um, where the the owner and where the baseball operations and um, the executives there, they kind of think in terms of kind of rolling three year, five year plans, even though their contracts aren't that long. Whereas fans are thinking more of like the rolling three minute, five minute, did you win 15 minutes from now time frame. Um, and that creates that rub that you're talking about, right? Is why aren't they acting to make this team that much better? And, you know, with the contrast of the Cardinals aware that they have not had success in the postseason and that has to change, but they don't want to do it at the expense or in their opinion, in their view, and we can argue this, their expense of, you know, um, postseason down the road. You know, the Padres are an example, right? And we'll see how this plays out for them. The Padres are acting and signing with urgency. What are the Padres like seven years from now? Are they are they uh, are they bloated with contracts that are higher than their performers, and are they out of the postseason? Because that is not palatable to the Cardinals. Yes, that is uh, that is certainly a perfect perfect example to compare and contrast with the Cardinals with what the Padres are doing and the way that the Cardinals have operated really throughout the vast majority if not the entirety of Bill DeWitt's tenure as Cardinal owner. With with regard Derek to the upcoming season a lot of the question marks locally focus on the pitching and when I read a lot of national columnists or listen to national podcasts so much of that is focused on Jack Flaherty. Not a great spring from Flaherty if you're to judge based on simply the numbers. Number one, you don't know necessarily how he was feeling, what he was working on when he was out there. So I take spring training numbers with a grain of salt. That's why I want to get your perspective on it. And then secondarily, uh-huh. how do you view Flaherty in the upcoming year and its relevance to the Cardinals' success? Because he's the guy a lot of national people keep bringing up uh, as a key for the Cardinals. Uh, I like to think that the national folks are bringing that up because they read the local folks. Um I mean, it is the key. I mean, the players will say it. Jack will say it. The Cardinals will say it. Their actions say it. Their quotes say it. I hope the coverage says it because if Jack Flaherty is 2021 Jack Flaherty, that first, you know, three months of Jack Flaherty there, then you're talking about a rotation that can – I mean, then you're talking about a team that runs away with the division and not just wins the division. Does that make them better for the postseason? Well, the – we don't know yet, and we also don't know who the rotation is going to be in come the postseason. But they need to have somebody emerge, and Jack Flaherty is the one in-house, and Miles Michaelis is another, who can match up against the ones and twos of other teams. And we can discuss whether or not they'll do that. We just don't know because we got six months of a season to, to find out. But, yes, so much of what they feel their rotation can be, should be, must be, it, it, it is built around having Jack Flaherty be more than just a quality start pitcher. They, he's a guy who lines up with the best and outduels the best. They think he has that talent. Um, what you saw in spring, uh, you know, that last outing was pretty rough. Um, he had to, what, leave an inning for somebody else to carry. Um, that you know that young pitcher from the minors came in, hit a batter, hit Jose Abreu with the bases loaded, and allowed all three runs that runners that he inherited to score. So that's going to kind of skew Flaherty's ERA, right? 
because those are three runs that he yeah. he he go to him and he earned. I'm not taking them away, but they did score because you know he had a young guy on there who was pretty much overwhelmed by pitching against a big league lineup. Um, regardless, the you saw what what the team wanted to see from Jack was health. Definitely saw that. What the team wanted to see from Hel- um, from Flaherty was the action on his pitches against the baseline when he's best. Definitely saw that. The slider played. Um, fastball command was not quite there, and that did lead to some of his more difficult outings. Um, but he recovered well. Never had a question about like the the arm firing or recovering or getting the snap that he needed from it. Um, you know, and and then you know, like his teammates. It's very interesting because, I mean, we see it, you see it, um, the teammates definitely see it, is Jack gives away a lot with his body language. You know, when he was not feeling yeah. physically right, teammates knew it maybe as quickly as he did. Um, you know, and Nolan Arnato spoke about it publicly, you know, that he saw him in the off season when they were getting ready to get on a plane to come to winter warm-up, and it was a different guy. That carried into spring, and I bring that up not because, like, oh, it's some sign – but the fact that it carried through spring when he was pitching, when he would know how his body was reacting, when he would know his strength. They saw a guy who was not questioning whether he would be ready. They just saw a guy getting in the work and a guy who had the kind of air of, you know, someone who recognizes how important this season is for, for him personally on the threshold of free agency. For the Cardinals, who have banked a lot of their rotation success on him being able to rise to the lead, and then of their relationship. You know, they're, they, they'll have a talk with him about an extension. They'll do that, and he'll be open to hearing that. He would welcome that. But they got to know where that price point is by his performance to even begin those discussions. Derek Gould with us here on 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan and Action Jackson with you on the program. And uh, you are welcome to text in your questions, your comments as well. 314-399-9646, Air Comfort Service text line. Uh, Derek, let's turn to the position players. You brought up Mason Wynn and his spring training performance. A story this morning on stltoday.com and in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch on Mason Wynn and his confidence level after a great camp. And then, of course, Jordan Walker, who, who Whose first fifty to sixty percent of spring was, uh, if you if there was a grapefruit league MVP, he would have been in the mix for it. And then the last couple of weeks, uh, he uh, he he had some struggles. But Ali Marmol said that was one of the reasons why he liked it because he had a, a short memory with regards to the issues that he was dealing with. Your thoughts on Win and your thoughts on Walker, who we will see in St. Louis for the first time tomorrow. Well, Win was a revelation. Um, Wynn is, you know, drafted as a two-way player. One of the, I mean, maybe the only two-way player the Cardinals designated as a two-way player. Um, Alec Burleson was another guy who could have been, but uh, but I believe the designation is the only one that they've done that with is Win. But I could be wrong there. Regardless, drafted as a two-way player, guy who throws a hundred from the mound, guys who guy who throws a hundred from shortstop. Um, and the question was, would the bat allow him to carry at shortstop, and would the speed of the game be something he adjusts to, meaning like not everything has to be at 100 miles per hour. you got to make the routine plays routine, and you know how he kind of adapted to all of that 
was going to determine whether or not he advanced as a position player or as a pitcher. Um, just a fascinating prospect in the fact that like he had so many routes to the majors. Not sure I've ever seen a, a player like that who had um, you know the bat that could take him to the majors, maybe the arm that could take him to the majors from the mound, definitely the athleticism that could take him to the majors as a defensive player, certainly, um, and a utility player. So what he did in spring was he went from what he showed in spring is that the bat is not just going to keep up, but the bat is a standout tool and his approach at the plate is a skill. And you are talking about a young player who is not just a top prospect because of the number of ways he could get to the majors, but he's a top prospect because of the number of ways he's going to help a team win at shortstop. And he's a dynamic prospect in every sense of that word. I know my colleague, Lynn Worthy, used that word to describe him in the lead, and it's, it's perfect. Um, he, is, he will find ways to help the Cardinals win in so many facets of the game. It's just a matter now of, you know, big thing for him, again, is that speed of the game. You know, is, is, um, we, we saw what happens because he has the ability to play at a speed that other players don't, and that's turning the double play on Francisco Lindor the other day. But not every play is that. And when he rushes right. everything, you know, he rushes into issues. He also rushes into amazing plays like that. So finding that dial, and that's something that Jose Akendo's really worked with him on, that's something that he's really aware of. And he knows now, having played so many major league games, exhibition games against big leaguers, and also, quick aside, playing so much beside the guy, even though he was away at the WBC for a long time, who has the best internal clock of any infielder in the game, and that's Nolan Arenado. You know, watch Nolan Arenado, how often his throws beat the runner by just a little bit and how often he takes that extra step and how little he rushes himself unless he absolutely, like in the Arizona, has to rush himself to make the dynamic play. Wynn is going to learn from that, and he's going to be a talent. Um, Jordan Walker, um, well, I say he's going to be a talent. He's already a talent. I mean, look, you know, right, he, right. he's – I can't – I can't – I cannot say enough of what – Win and Gorman did those two specifically to heighten the ceiling. In fact, Marmol talked to uh, Walker about that at one point in time. Is this idea that like no one knows where your ceiling is? You 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 don't know where that is, but you're going to get a chance to find it out. And I, I think that's also the case with Win and, and Gorman to a certain extent. Is you don't know where the ceiling is because they rewrote the possibilities. Walker is going to get a chance to do it in the majors. Um, just uh, a really, really mature all around hitter. Um, you know, a guy who has power from his size and from his swing, but also has discipline and does not have one of those swings that's going to get him in trouble. He's very, very um, consistent and, oh, you know, sturdy in his approach and feel at the plate. Um, you know, he's going to have to adjust to pitches that he's never seen before, um, the quality of which he's never seen before, breaking balls and off-speed pitches in locations he's never seen before consistently. But he has the aptitude to adapt. I mean, like, it was really remarkable. One of the things that stood out to me um, from 
Jordan Walker's spring is he's out in live BP out on the backfields and drew Verhagen who has just a filthy curveball, and people are going to get a chance to see it now because he's healthy and he had a strong spring too, just crazy movement on his pitches, but command with it, but he's got a great curveball. He's got like a power high spin rate curveball, and it comes out of the same spot as the fastball. It can be a really daunting task for a hitter to differentiate the two, and by the time they do, it's too late. So Jordan Walker sees that for the first time and is not comfortable. And not, not, I mean, he just, he, it's, an, it's an uncomfortable swing. It's an overmatch at bat. It's like, okay, well, you know, I wonder how this spring is going to go for him. If that's what Drew Verhagen is, is chewing him up in live BP, what's it going to be like? I kid you not, within a week, um, that was not a problem for him. Like his ability to accelerate his learning really stood out to me. He did, he did not, he did not go a game where he looked, okay, this is a problem or he can't handle that pitch. You know, within 24 hours, he had found a way to do it. And, you know, Garrett Cole talked about seeing the young hitter do that in real time. Garrett Cole, the opening day starter, I believe, right? Or at least the ace of the Yankees. Maybe not right. only, but but ace of the Yankees, three hundred million dollar pitcher. He talked about how Jordan Walker at twenty, he noticed that oh okay wow I got him with that pitch, but not again. Did not get him the same way twice, and then Jordan Walker tagged him. So I, I found that really fascinating how Jordan Walker could accelerate like his aptitude is accelerating the learning curve. Um, that's athleticism. That's diligence. That's natural ability, and that also speaks to kind of like the simplified and really um, mature approach he has at the plate. Derek Gould and the Post-Dispatch team will be covering it thoroughly. Already have. If you haven't read the preview, recommended reading at stltoday.com or pick up at St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Derek, I always enjoy these conversations. Thank you so much for your time and looking forward to your coverage of the 2023 Cardinals with the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tim. I still remember the way to the ballpark. That's I was able to drive and chat with you at the same time here. So Look at that. I hadn't, about forgotten, that? I hadn't forgotten the drive to the ballpark, so that's a good sign. Second nature. Derek Gould with us here on 101 ESPN. We got a break and then come back and give away the $50 gift certificate to Ballpark Village. That's coming up. This is Balloon Party driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. It's Balloon Party on 101 ESPN in Jackson. Uh, Derek and I went uh, about 20 minutes, and you can go back and podcast that if you missed it. Dobbs Tire and Auto Center podcast, but that means we are short on time here. Big moment for you as you are choosing the winner of the $50 gift certificate to Ballpark Village, where 101 ESPN will be broadcasting all day tomorrow. BK and Ferrario filling in for us as I return from Jupiter, Florida, and back in studio on Friday. Jackson, who's got the $50? You know, this person, uh, there was a lot of great text sent in, but I felt this played to me the best. On the eve of opening day for the Birds, I have a burning desire to ask Mr. Gould this. With the Memphis Grizzlies' distractions, what are the chances they advance past round one of the NBA playoffs? And that right there, Tim, gets them a $50 gift card 
to ballpark. Unbelievable. Well, I will be going to Hubbard Management on behalf of all the listeners and asking for 51% control of the vote for these texts of the day going forward, because right now that speaks to you are a special interest voter, uh, a fraud, candidly, and you have been exposed as such. And uh, stunning, stunning development here. I can't even imagine what the Air Comfort Service text line is going to look like after that decision. I think they'll all support it. They know that played to me the best, <laughs> and I think that was a great text, and they deserve 50 bucks. Unbelievable. All right, well, there it is. Jackson has voted. Congratulations. Uh, what area code uh, or name on the— 314. 314 has shipped uh, the $50 to Ballpark Village for the win on the text of the day. BK and Ferrario are coming up next for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.